Today we're talking about caught in the trap. Caught in the trap. Uh, from Proverbs 22, verse 7, and I'll read many other scriptures. Uh, but we want to start with this one, caught in the trap. Let me hear you say caught in the trap. Uh, we live in a culture, today's culture. It's a microwave culture. It's based on instant gratification. Uh, we live in a culture where people will pay a monthly membership in order to get things a day early. We, we, we live in a culture where we want to buy it now and pay for it later. Not realizing that this causes enormous problems, not only in our culture, but also in our individual families and in our individual lives. Statistics, as of yesterday, say consumer debt in America now stands at $16 trillion. It's not what the government owes, that's what you and I owe. <clears throat> and so if we have that much capacity to owe, then we have too much capacity to be oppressed. So today we're beginning this series called Money Matters, and today I wanted us to look at the debt trap. Let the church say the debt trap. It's going to be a little quiet one. All right. <clears throat> Why is debt a trap? It's a trap because it enslaves you. Debt is a trap because you get caught. When you go in debt, you are surrendering part of your freedom. You don't believe me? I'm looking at some people right now and some that won't look at me. Can't miss a day of work because you're in debt. If you run out of vacation days, you can't miss no day. You can't take no, you know, unpaid time off or, or pay without leave because you're living from check to check. You're not robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're robbing Peter, John, and James to pay Paul. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7 says, The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. <clears throat> Anytime you take out a loan and understand credit is a loan. Anytime you take out a loan, you go into debt. And anytime you go in debt to someone or you go in debt to a company, you are in a sense becoming a slave to them because you've obligated yourself to them. And if you're not careful, it can become a trap that many people never learn to escape from. And they know how to get you too. They send you these envelopes in the mail. You feel that card in there and your hands start shaking. <clears throat> you open it up and it's just nice, it's colorful, and it says, Dear Terry, first of all, I know that's nobody calls me Terry, so I know right then I don't know you. <laughs> Congratulations. You are among the preferred, select, pre-approved for our most prestigious credit card that gives you purchasing power. You start thinking in your mind, I'm preferred. I'm prestigious. Your rate is 9,000%, but you don't care because you're preferred. I'm in a select few. Everybody that got a P.O. box got that thing, but I'm in a select few. <clears throat> This card is customized to meet all of your needs. Enjoy spending all you want. You deserve it. You've worked hard. Set your standards high. There's only one card that allows you to do that. This dumb one right here. But there's one word you'll never find in these letters. You'll never hear it advertised. Debt. You'll never find that in the letter, but that's all they are selling. Debt. 
Dead is an uncomfortable and unpleasant word. So they'll tell you we're selling you freedom, but its real name is debt. They'll say it's happiness, but its real name is debt. They'll say it's adventure, but its real name is debt. Looked up debt in the thesaurus. Here are a few synonyms. To owe. To be obligated. To be liable. Deficit. <laughs> in default. Insolvent. Encumbered. In over one's head. Tied up. Out of pocket. In arrears. Indigent. Paupered. We won't even say that word no more. Destitute. <clears throat> Penniless. All synonyms for debt. Needy. Lacking. Distressed. In difficulty. A deadbeat. <clears throat> Having a wolf at your door. Living hand to mouth. Beggarly. Emptied, having seen better days. Shade. Gone to the dogs, racked and ruined, impoverished, <clears throat> bad off, hard up, beaten down, reduced to ruin, fleeced, stripped, bereft, bereaved, reduced. Unable to make ends meet, and my favorite, embarrassed, broke, busted, and disgusted. If they told us that's what they were selling, it would go straight to the shredder. If they told you that's what debt is going to do to you, we think twice. They're selling debt, and they want us to be in debt to them. So today I want to point out some danger signs. I'm almost done. Some danger signs that some of us are in over our head. I want to point out some signs that may give us a clue that we need to take drastic measures to learn how to better manage our finances because they're either headed or you either headed into a debt trap or you already caught in the trap. <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 3, verse 27 says it like this. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again tomorrow. I will give it when you have it with you. So what's the sign that I'm headed for a debt trap or I'm already in a debt trap? Number one, living on credit instead of paying cash. Just looking at all y'all who mean mugging me. I can see you mean mugging me behind that mask. I know mean eyes when I see them. <clears throat> if you have to use credit cards to maintain your lifestyle, you are spending too much. Understand what I said? If you have to use them to support your lifestyle, to maintain your lifestyle, you're spending too much. In other words... If you have cash to pay it, pay it. Don't put it off. Don't put it on a credit account because you'll end up spending more than you intended to. <clears throat> isn't, it a, isn't it strange that we will withhold what we could from our own businesses in our own communities because they charge a little bit more. But then we'll use a credit card to pay more for something that is worth anyway. <laughs> it's going to be a long series. I'm going to have to get some in-ears and put some amens in my ear. <clears throat> How do I know if I'm living on credit? Simple. If your balance is going up, <clears throat> red flag. 
If your balance keeps climbing every month and not going down every month, that's a warning sign that should be letting you know I'm getting in over my head. Here's one of the problems with living on credit. When you live on credit, it's because you can't wait to be able to afford it. If you can't wait to be able to afford it, that means you can't be patient. If you have no patience, that means you cannot save to have it. And if you have to have it now, that shows a lack of contentment in your life. Not being satisfied with who you are, where you are, and what you have will keep you in debt. It's a presumption on the future. Uh, When I say I I can just pay it off next week, I can pay it off next month. How do you know? Anything can happen to you that can bring a disruption to your cash flow. Every time, no, this ain't what you wanted, but just what you got. Every time you buy something on an unsecured credit card. Now, what's an unsecured credit card? It's the opposite of a secured credit card. A secured credit card is where you put the money up first and you spend your money. And they charge you for spending your money. The nerve. An unsecured credit card is when you sign, they put up the money and you pay them later with interest. Every time you put something on an unsecured credit card, every time you you, you use something, even in a revolving account, You're buying something that you're presuming on the future that you'll be able to pay back. Proverbs 27 verse 1 says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Debt always rests in the future. Studies show if you use use a credit card, you'll spend 23% more money in a store than you would if you use cash. A credit card makes it a whole lot easier to buy things you don't need with money you don't have yet. Just nod your head at least so I know you're not asleep. Do it like that because this could be not. Give me the church now. Credit cards make it easy to buy non-essentials. Which is why Amazon stores yours. Because if you got to find time to enter them numbers every time, you're not shopping as much as you shop. Let's admit it right up front. It's fun to spend money you don't have. It's exhilarating. You, get, you, you have fun online shopping. That's why you do it. But you hit it to a debt trap. How many of y'all still coming back next week? Let me see your hand. All right. Let's keep moving. Romans chapter 13 verse 7 says, Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Here's the second sign that I'm headed into a debt trap. Delaying payments or paying the minimum due. A telltale sign that you are in the debt trap is missing payments or just paying the minimum due. Especially on the credit card. If you're not paying it off every month, you're going to find yourself in constant pressure over money. When you let that balance stay longer than 30 days, you owe them. 
Amex blocked me from making payments. Because as soon as it showed up, I paid it off. I ain't finna owe you no more than I gave them people at that store. You find yourself bouncing checks or praying it didn't get delivered on time. If you have to pay overdraft penalties and insufficient fund penalties, here's one for you. If you have to take money out of a reserve account in order to pay for today's bills, You're living above your means. I know this is a sermon about finances, but can I just throw this in here for free? Some of you in your life need to stop receiving and accepting the minimum payment from people too. You all not be connected to nobody that's just making sure the account stays open. Am I talking to anybody in here right now? Guess not. All right. All right. You're in a debt trap. Something has to stop. You're spending too much money. The problem is you're spending more than you're making. Your outgo cannot be more than your income. Do we use credit cards? Yes. But you got to know how to use them or they'll use you. Systems are made to be used for your benefit. Just look at it. We're not going to do that today. But you have to understand the system so you can use the system to make it work for you. Pay it off. Don't carry it over month to month to month. You shouldn't still be paying for something in 2022 that you don't even have no more. Some of y'all went shop happy in the pandemic. You outgrew clothes. You ain't got a chance to wear yet. No, no, you didn't outgrow them. They shrunk in the closet. My bad. They shrunk. Closet air made them shrink. (laughs) Got a little tense in here when I said outgrew. Some of y'all raised up. They didn't, if you leave the tag on, it, it takes off a size. Let me move on. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. I'm going to preach fast. I don't want y'all to get mad. It says this. The point is this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Third way to tell that I'm caught in the trap is when I'm not sowing or saving. Not sowing or saving. The Bible says... Give. Whoever sows a little, you're going to get a little. You sow a lot, you're going to get a lot. God is going to bless you according to how you give. I don't like when they talk about money in church. God don't care about your money. Lies. He talks more about money than he does heaven and hell. Why? Because he knows money is the closest thing to your heart. Money ain't the closest thing to my heart. Yes, it is. That's why you get up and go to a job you don't like with people you don't like, doing work you don't want to do for a check that ain't enough, but you won't miss. But you will stay home from church if the wind blows. It looked like rain. See that cloud way over there? I'll just stay in the house. You can wake up and it can be a hurricane. I wish you would. I got to go to work. I need this bad. (laughs) 
God takes this seriously. He says, listen, I'm going to do it. I'm going to give to you based on how you you sow. And God loves a cheerful. That word cheerful in the Greek is hilarious. That means jubilant and joyful. Get excited about giving. Because let me tell you something. You can get excited because if you got it to give, God already gave it to you. Don't you think for one second you did it all by yourself. If you think you did it all by yourself, get God his little mind back and then do it all again. Give God his breath back and do it all again. Give God his sight back and then do it all again. Give God his eyes back. Give God his hands back. Give God his feet back. But it was God that watched over you last night so you can rest. And it was God that touched you so you can wake up. It was God that gave you strength to stand up. It was God that gave you a mind to show up. And the least you can do is say thank you. gospel says give and it shall be given unto you good measure this is false so this is a shouting point right here good measure pressed down shaken together and running over any of y'all from the south of the midwest the east coast let me see your hand anybody here ever had to rake leaves if you had to rake leaves, you finish out with me right now because you remember you rake all those leaves and then somebody would hold that big black garbage bag for you and you put those leaves in there until it was full to the top but the bag wasn't full yet what you got to do then you got to press it on down and press all the air out of it and then when you press the air out of it what you got to do you got to move it around so it falls into place then you press it down again and you keep on packing and that's the way the bible says god is going to bless those of us who sow in good soil he said when you give i'll give it back to you good measure but god is going to measure what comes out of your hand by what can fit in his hand and god always has the bigger hand he's got the better hand and he's going to bless you press down and shake it together. I'll give you grace, but then I'll press it down and shake it together. I'll put mercy on top of that, but then I'll press it down and shake it together. I'll give you good health on top of that. Press it down and shake it together. Then I'll bless your children and I'll press it down and shake it together. Proverbs 21. <laughs> Proverbs 21 and 20 says this. Precious treasure are oil. And oil are in a wise man's dwelling, but a foolish man devours it. But wise people by diligence and care lay up and increase wealth. But fools devour it and spend it quickly. That's the word. Don't call nobody a fool. I didn't. Solomon did. <clears throat> if you aren't building a savings and whatever you want to name this next one, investment, retirement, Account, money sense to be outside so you can sign up on your way out. We'll teach you how to do it. You can't spend it as soon as you get it. I think, was it Habakkuk? It's the Old Testament. It says, you know, some of y'all got holes in your pocket. Before you get your check, it's gone. I know some people living like that. You don't even get to celebrate payday. You don't get to enjoy payday. You look forward and then you look back at it. Here's another one. You missed an opportunity. With all them little COVID checks and stimulus checks. 
If you had to use those to get by, sign up for money sense on your way out. If you're using your tax return to get by instead of getting ahead, money sense will be outside on the way out. I don't think I've spent a tax return in 10 years because I plan ahead. I live in my means, so everything else is extra icing. I love buttercream icing, and there's no such thing as too much. If you're not saving any money, if you're not giving, you're spending too much. You need a radical overhaul of your lifestyle. You need a radical overhaul of how your budget. Oh, you need a budget. If you don't have a budget, money sense will be available for you to sign up on your way out. It's a warning sign if you can't do those things that you're in the debt trap. This all right so far? How many of y'all mad? Tell the truth. How many of y'all mad? Tell the truth. Right. Thank you for being honest. Thank you. Some of them, yeah, you about... Proverbs 21 verse 17 says this. Whoever loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. Let's stand and go home. This way. Another sign that I'm headed to the dead trap is superfluously spending. Superfluously spending. Just spending money because you got it. And we let, you know, people in hip hop make a fool out of us. Anything they say and do, we want to say and do it. You know, they out there shooting videos with borrowed cars and fake jewelry. We run out there trying to get one. You trying to get a car like them, you ain't got a garage to put the car in. You parking at your parents' house at your baby mama house in a room. If you don't go get a... This is going to come across kind of rough and, you know, rub some of y'all the wrong way, but pray for me. They got this lyric in the song, it ain't tricking if you got it, but you've been tricked if you spend it. <laughs> if you want to get wealthy, there are some luxuries you're going to have to forego. I mean, this is an entire market. That's all it is. That's why do you think? They put so much of that stuff in the media, in media ads and emails, push notifications. Right now, you can't even talk about something without it popping up on your phone. Except the stuff I tried, you know, the stuff I don't want and don't need, it pops up. I've been, I've been talking about a million dollars. I ain't got it yet. You say popsicle, a push-up go pop up on your phone later on today. You ever notice stores always got a sale that's ending next week and it never ends? <laughs> and all oh, the sale commercials going to come up now. You know, Christmas, New Year's, President's Day, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, Father's Day, yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It used to be Black Friday nights like Something Tuesday, you know. <laughs> when you buy things just because you've got the money, that's not smart. When you buy things just because you can afford it, that's not smart. You're headed into a debt trap. Uh, I remember, uh, and I, I'll tell the rest of this testimony after the sermon so I can talk about money since, but when I got myself positioned, uh, 
to where I needed to be financially, and I got on my feet, got my credit score right, got my savings right, got everything right, I, I went and got clean, clean. Went and put on my good suit, my black suit. Uh, shine my shoes, white shirt, black tie. Went out to La Jolla and went to the Rolls Royce uh, dealer. Because if I had went in jeans, they probably wouldn't have spoke to me, and it had been a whole nother issue. I went in, and after a while, somebody said, can I help you? I said, yes, I just want to check and see where I am and what the possibility of me getting something on this you know, lot is. They said, well, okay, well, we'll need this, we'll need that, and we'll need this. I took out my driver's license and one credit card. They gave it to me. They said, we're going to need more than this. I said, no, nah, check my name. Because I know once your credit score gets to a certain amount, they only need two pieces. They came back, and they said, Mr. Brooks, you're right. I corrected him, Dr. Brooks. I was on one that day. I said, excuse me, Dr. Brooks, well, you can have anything that you feel comfortable with the payment for. What would you like? I said, my license and my credit card back. I just wanted to prove a point. And I walked out. Just because you can find a way to pay for something don't mean you ought to find a way to pay for something. The key word is find. Well, if I cut this off and I don't do this, and I, no, I ain't going to be driving no car and eating ramen noodles every day. And then don't let people shame you into not enjoying what you can afford, too. Let me say that. You know, we see all these people that I'm going to talk about. We see all these people who put, you know, these rich guys, they put up Zuckerberg and, you know, Bill Gates. They don't wear labels. Yeah, but they got an $18 million house. They got a $500 million yacht. I got on a shirt. <laughs> me not buying this shirt ain't going to get me that yacht. So that, don't let people shame you. And make you feel like you got to be paid less everything and everything by, you know, you get all your stuff from the same store. Your clothes, your groceries, your car, your tires. You don't got to do that. Y'all know we shame each other like that, right? You spent too much. If you wouldn't have bought that belt, listen, another $100 ain't going to get me that Rolls Royce. <clears throat> I just don't want my, the leather coming off my belt and you seeing the brown part while I'm trying to put it on. Let me move on. Let me move on. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. So this is the last one. This is how you can tell you're headed for a debt trap or you're already in one. You're always on a quest for get-rich-quick schemes. There's some people I hate to see coming. Because I know they got another team they finna try to get me to join to come under them. And then they go help me build my team so I can help others build their team. So I can help others build their team so we can at least afford gas for the week. Pyramid scheme. Difference between pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing. There's a difference. Uh, I went to college, stayed next door to the top earner in the world for multi-level marketing. I won't say his name, uh, but he makes about $40 million a year. Built a business, meeting needs, the goods. That's cool. Somebody, have y'all heard some of these things where you just give somebody some money and then all of a sudden you get more back? I give you $1,200 and in three weeks you go give me $3,600. Unless you go into Vegas, I don't know how. <laughs> Always looking for a get rich quick scheme. You don't want to work for it. Work is commanded in the Bible. Bible says a man that won't work shouldn't eat. 
can't work won't work. Sitting at home playing video games all day. If you don't get up and go move some groceries or push a car, it's hard to find a job. No, it's not. Everybody got up now hiring signs. When you don't have anything, but you think you're above everything, you got another problem. When you're in debt, you're right to get ripped off. You're right for somebody to come hit you with one of these scams and you go give them your hard-earned money and be broken than you were before. We get in debt because we live in these fantasy worlds. You're always fantasizing and dreaming about something. I wish, you know, every time somebody see a, a Briggs truck, I wish a bag, a bag is not going to fall off that truck. You got a better chance of being struck by lightning than you do hitting that Powerball. You got a better chance of going to the moon than you do winning a lotto. And those are facts. I ain't being funny. Get yourself focused. Find a career. Start a business. I don't care what it is, but work toward wealth. You're going to have to do it the hard way. Quit waiting for it just to happen. I'm done, Chris. Um, I know people who are always stressed about finances. Because when you look at it on paper, you're not going to make it. You're always trying to figure out what you can delay to pay for something else that's due. That is not how God wants us to live. <clears throat> there is a way out. Today, I just wanted to talk about that trap. I didn't want to give you no solutions, but I want you to think about this all week. We're going to help you out. If I'm going to lead you and say, I need you to give, 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 we're going to talk about how to get it. We're going to talk about how to pay yourself and pay your bills. We're going to talk about how to plan for your retirement and save because saving and investing are two different things for two different reasons. We'll talk about that. You can learn how to buy a house. You can learn how to position yourself to get ready to buy a house. You can learn how to use credit. You can learn that you don't have to pay somebody to fix your credit. You fix your credit by stopping doing what you've been doing. You pay all them people to fix your credit, they're going to do the same thing you can do. They're going to write these people a letter. They're going to dispute it. And if it might go off right away, but when them people look at that letter and say, no, this is yours, it's coming right back, and then your money is gone and your credit score is too. We're going to teach you how to do it the right way. I came to Bayview November 1st, 2007, uh, it was a rough time for me. Divorced, and everybody's debt was on me. <laughs> My credit score was like imaginary. <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, one of the ministries I was responsible for was money sense. Sat down with those leaders. Uh, Pastor Winter said, if you're going to be leading and money sense is one of those ministries, you got to get your stuff together, man. I went and uh, they, we did money sense on a Wednesday night. A Wednesday night series was getting ready to come up. They made me get my credit score from all three places all my bills, do a budget, said, here's the plan, here's how you do it. That was 2007, the same month, 2011, I bought my first house, uh, and not long after that, and I was showing everybody a picture, my credit score was an 850. Deacon Herbie sitting right there. He can tell you. Uh, he was, they were one of the ones to help me. Him and Robin and 
let me tell you something. They are serious about finances. And they are knowledgeable. And I don't want you to be here at Bayview struggling when we can help you. We can help you. Uh, are they going to get all in my business? Yes. But it's for your good. They, they don't need your personal information. They don't need your log on, none of that stuff. But they do need to see where you are so that you can find out where you need to go. Don't be like the little, the little rabbit in Alice in Wonderland. That might have been Alice who's asking, I don't know which way to go, which way to turn. And they asked her, where are you going? She said, I don't know. He said, then it don't matter. <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, just make a choice. You'll end up somewhere other than here. I don't want you to have to live your life like that. I don't want you to have to live from paycheck to paycheck. I want you to be able to sleep good at night and enjoy your waking moments because you're handling the least of God's blessings right. Mm -hmm. Now, none of us are perfect with finances. None of us are perfect. Uh, I'm still trying to get, you know, this investing stuff down. I'm really trying to understand it. I don't like thinking that much. And so I listen uh, and I watch those who are close to me who have it down, investing here, whether it's in real estate or whether it's in whatever. Still some things I need to learn. I'm looking forward to learning. And I know I'm not the only person that wants to do better in some area of handling finances. Whether it's day-to-day, -day, whether it's retirement, whether it's future, whether it's credit, whether it's becoming debt-free, whether it's learning how to buy a car cash, learning how to buy a house, whatever it is. If you're here today and you can think of an area that you'd like to do better in concerning finances, I want you to stand so we can pray together. God, we thank you for the truth you've given us in your word. Thank you for the simple principles you've given us in your word. God, you didn't make it hard. You didn't make it hard to understand. You said it as plain as day. That when you handle the least, you'll give us the best. And so, God, our first words to you is, I'm sorry. Forgive us for not handling the least of your blessings in a way that would glorify you. Forgive us for mismanaging. Forgive us for overspending. Forgive us for undergiving. Forgive us for imprisoning ourselves and enslaving ourselves when you've set us free. Then God, after you forgive us, bless us. Give us another chance. Give us another shot. Honor our giving, honor our saving, honor our sowing. God, we do this not just for us, but for generations to come. Somebody standing is going to be the one that's breaking a generational curse of poverty. Somebody viewing is going to be breaking years and years of a generational curse in their family. We're going to do better. We're going to be better because we're going to know better. So, God, I ask you to touch us now. Give us patience. Give us hope. Give us resolve. Let us see the light at the end of the tunnel. Walk with us. Thank you for those who are in the Money Sense Ministry, those who've been trained, those who are a part of Bayview, who had no idea that we have this focus that will become a part of our Money Sense Ministry. Thank you for sending us people, professional people, knowledgeable people, wise people. To help us do the things that make us better testimonies for you. Now, God, as we're standing, somebody needs to make the investment of a soul. Somebody needs to put their life in your hands. Somebody needs to be saved. Somebody's already saved, and they need to be connected or reconnected to a local church. Whether they're viewing right now, whether they're in the sanctuary right now, God, I'm asking you to bless them. and Reassure them that the time is now. We thank you, God, and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Let's all say together, amen. While you're standing, if you're here today, 
you're ready to receive Christ in your life, step out into the aisle. Come on, do it right now. Come on down. You're looking for a church to join. You're looking for a family. You're looking for a place that's going to help you be the best version of yourself. We'd love to be your church family. We'd love to help you get to that best version of yourself. We care about you spiritually. We care about you emotionally. We care about you mentally. We care about you relationally. We care about you financially. We care about all of you. But we can only help you if you let us. This is your chance. This is your chance right now to say yes to Christ or yes to the church. Those who are viewing, I'm coming to you in just a second. But you're here. You're ready to make that decision. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. God bless you. Somebody else right now. Somebody else right now. Somebody else right now. Right now. This is a good chance. It's a good chance right now. It's a good chance right now. It's a good chance. Yes, ma'am. Right now. It's a good chance right now. You have a great opportunity right now to make one of the best decisions you'll ever make. You'll ever make. Yes, yes, yes. Come on. Come on. I got time. I got time. You can come on. Come on. Come on. I see you rocking. Come on. Listen, you're here today. You wanted to make your decision, but you don't know about walking down this aisle. But you still like to make your decision. You want to receive Christ. You want to unite with the church. Or you may be viewing, and you like to make that decision. But you're too far to get down this aisle before I get back to my office. Here's what I need you to do. You're in the room. You're watching. Take out your phone. I want you to send me a text message at 619-822-1560. Here's what I need you to text me. If you are receiving Christ today, accepting Christ as Savior, you text I believe. One word, no spaces, no autocorrect. If you've already received Christ and you just want to be united with the church, you text I belong. One word, no space, no autocorrect. You text me, I'm going to text you back. It'll be a link in the text you receive back from me. Click that link, fill out the contact information so that we can best get in touch with you. We'll call you today tomorrow or Tuesday at the latest. We'll walk you through every step. If you text, I believe we're going to walk you through what it means to receive Christ as Savior and get you connected to your new church. If you text, I belong, we're going to get you connected to your new church. But as always, let me be the first to say welcome to Bayview. We love you. There's nothing you can do about it. And let's change the world together. Come on, if you were blessed by the message, come on, put your hands together and give God praise as you're taking your seat. As you're taking your seat, we are going home right now. We're going home right now. Deacons will be at the back doors with baskets for those who are giving. We are asking everyone to exit that way out of the sanctuary. Exit that way out of the sanctuary when time comes. But before we go, guests, one more time. Uh, If you don't mind, guests, can you just stand? You don't have to say nothing. We just want to celebrate you and show you how much we appreciate you. Come on, baby. You put those hands together. A little better than that, baby. A little better than that. Thank you so much for being here. Now, if you, if you wouldn't mind, I need you to come back this way. Guest, I want to meet you. I want to meet you. Y'all give it up for our guests as they are coming back. I also, uh, there, there's a couple who, they're so encouraging. They don't even attend here, the Harrisons. I know they are watching. I just want to say thank you for being so encouraging. Thank you for always letting me know that you're praying for us and you're supporting this ministry. I really, really appreciate you. And sometimes I get notes from people. I want to make sure I acknowledge them because I get them sometimes in person, sometimes online. But I do see them. I forget every Sunday to say something. And I have intended on saying it. I'm just getting old and my memory is bad. That's all. <laughs> um, today I want you to do me a favor. What's the name of this place? The Mental Bar? How many of y'all drink coffee? Tea? I want you to go. It's a black-owned coffee shop. It's at 6325 Imperial. It's called the Mental Bar. Don't go to Starbucks today. Leave church and go straight there. If you're going to get coffee, going to get a pastry, going to get something, go by there and tell them. My pastor told me to come by here and tell them what church. Why am I doing this? Because I want us to support each other. I want us to support each other. And so it's at 63. 25 Imperial Avenue. That's not far from here. That's a couple of blocks. So just go down there 
and just tell them, you know, Pastor T sent me down here. It's a great place. You'll enjoy it. Nice atmosphere. Very nice couple. I just want us to make sure that any of us that own businesses in our community stay in business in our community. Amen? Is that fair? Now, I want to, how many of y'all go go by there today? Let me see your hand. Thank you. Just go by there and say, my pastor, that baby told me to come by here. All right. Thank y'all so much. Uh, is that it? We good? Let's stand. We're going home. For those who come to San Diego State tonight, uh, you know, we park across that street and the bridge and that back parking lot and then come on upstairs and we go have an hour's worth of good church and we're coming home. Thank you in advance for those who are coming. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time spent. Thank you for allowing us to be in your presence. Thank you for receiving our worship. Thank you for honoring our praise. Thank you for the word, God. Speak to us in these coming weeks. Don't let us rest until we get it right financially. Don't give us ease until we get it right financially. Keep the flame burning under our feet until we seek out the knowledge and wisdom of those who can help us get to a stable place, a place that honors you. These next couple of weeks, God, I want you to show yourself mighty as we make a step. I'm asking you just to give us a sign after every step that lets us know that we're in your will and we're going in the right direction. I'm praying for those who are struggling. I'm praying for those who are wrestling right now. I'm praying for those who will get past the shame, the embarrassment of financial situations right now so that we can be better together. God, you gave us money. You said we can enjoy all things, but not at the detriment of our well-being, our health, and our future. Thank you for those who are giving right now, God. Bless them, as you said in your word. Give it back to them. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Pour it into their lives right now. Be with those who are going to brunch or breakfast. Bless food. Bless cooks and chefs. Bless those who will receive it and the fellowship that will come with it. Just be our God today so that somebody sees you in us. Watch over us tonight. Meet us at San Diego State, God. Prepare those students' minds. Prepare that campus to receive a message from the Lord. Go with us, God. Keep us. Be a hedge around us until we meet again. And now may the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, sweet communion and fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now, henceforth, and forever. Let's all say together, amen.